0: I mean it's a very very interesting dynamic for me you know because we have this we have this dance going on inside of us between uh autonomy and unity between wanting the I and wanting the we wanting the boundary and the border and wanting the, the dissolution of boundary and limitations yeah and and it's we all have this internally, but it also plays out in, in our relationships.
1: Welcome to another episode of Dear Men. I'm really excited about this one because it's our first international guest, all the way from Scandinavia. Um, today, we are with Ivan, who is a visionary writer, a men's coach, and leader of a transformational training for men called Reclaim Your Inner Throne, which we're going to hear about a little bit later. Um, so, Ivan, I'm really excited to be here with you. Thank you for being here.
0: Mm, yeah, nice, nice to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: <laughs> and and tell us where you're coming from.
0: Oslo, Norway.
1: Oslo, yes. Norway.
0: And there's is... snow outside, and the sun is setting. It's now six twenty p.m. and it's almost dark. So we're we're still not out of the winter season.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet. I've always wanted to go to Scandinavia, so mm-hmm. maybe I'll make that on my next trip. <laughs> Um yeah welcome. So, so thank you for being here. Um <clears throat> today we're going to be talking about um the masculine and the feminine and polarity. Um last episode we talked about polarity. We kind of did an overview of it and um one of the things we discussed was women being in their masculine, men being in their feminine. And vice versa, when women are in their feminine and men are in their masculine, how that what that looks like, and how the two can relate. So, and just I'm, I'm curious, since you are a coach and you do this kind of work, uh, mo- you work mostly with men, correct?
0: Yes, I work. I work mostly with men, though I'm starting to work more with women lately.
1: Okay, in yeah. your work, do you teach about polarity? Do you help? Men, for example, become more acquainted with their own masculine and feminine?
0: Well, we may touch on it tangentially. What's the word? Tangentially. tangentially. Yeah, Mm -hmm. wow, that's a difficult one for (laughs) a Um. Though uh, I don't work in the man woman dynamics, I don't work my my field isn't relationship per se. It's mm-hmm. more uh, transformational journeys, uh, rites of passage, uh, underworld uh, journeys, working with addiction, mm. working with life purpose, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and so we work with four archetypes, uh, king, warrior, magician, lover, which any man who, li- who listens to your show and who's been doing men's work, I'm sure they would know. Yeah. Um, and and what I find more and more is that this dynamic that we're exploring with the masculine feminine is very closely correlated with the warrior lover arc.
1: Mm, interesting. And so these are these are archetypes for the masculine.
0: Where they're actually they're actually also for the feminine. Just replace replace it uh, replace the king with the queen, and and you can use this map for women as well.
1: And is it the same, the warrior and the lover for women as well?
0: Yes, yes. Okay. I mean, it's a very, very interesting dynamic for me, you know, because we have this, we have this dance going on inside of us between uh, autonomy and unity between wanting the I and wanting the we, wanting the boundary and the border and wanting the the dissolution of boundary and limitations. Yeah. And, and it's, we all have this internally, but it also plays out in, in our relationships. And and what I found with my work is that this particular inner dynamic between these two qualities in men tends to be really twisted up. And, and, and it's like they are at war with each other inside of most of us as guys
1: say more about that are you talking about the inner feminine and masculine?
0: well i am talking about the warrior and the lover archetypes though they okay. correlate quite strongly with uh with uh with the masculine and feminine yeah. i would honestly say that i'm i'm in the process of researching this uh, this bridge or this this parallel mm-hmm. so um i would say that for instance it's a very classic Typical dynamic uh, where a man has been brought up to be more comfortable in either his warrior or, or in his lover. Yeah. So maybe he's, he's grown up with a really a man's man, a father, you know, and with mm-hmm. the, the guys, you know, playing football or whatever, mm-hmm. doing rough sports and that kind of thing. And, you mm-hmm. know, he's in the locker room and being macho. And it's all about the warrior, you know, and, and making, getting shit done and not being vulnerable and being your own man in the world and that kind of thing. And then you have the other guys who have been raised as they're more, you know, artistic, more flowing. They, they don't trust men so much because men are violent and destructive that these kinds of dynamics. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so then we, we end up with this shadow play inside of us where a man who's, who's more comfortable in as a warrior, he will just refuse to be, you know, vulnerable in his relationship i don't cry you know fuck off and yeah i'm i'm doing it i I know how to do do this and go away you know i'm having my man time here like yeah whatever and then you have the guy who's like oh yeah 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 whatever you say darling i'm not going to set a boundary for you just walk over me i don't care i don't i don't have dignity yeah you know yeah kind of thing and 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 so how does a guy like that uh um integrate the other polarity, right? How does yeah. the man who's really tough, how does he start to open up to crying in the arms of his woman like yeah. or or saying, you know, I just I don't know shit in this moment. Yeah. I'm completely mm-hmm. lost and yeah. I'm clueless. Yeah. You know, and this other guy who's just for the third time that day being uh, verbally abused by his partner, who's wanting nothing more than for him to stand the fuck up for once, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and he's just like, maybe he starts to, I don't know, do men's work or he started doing some sort of a martial arts or some. And then one day he's just like, no, it's, it's not okay. You don't speak to me like that. Yeah. You know? And, and then he starts to own his individuality, his boundary, his Power, you know, mm-hmm. though though to do that both within the same man is typically uh, typically requires a lot of work.
1: Yeah, well, this is uh, right. This would be what you what you work with with men. I'm guessing, right, is helping both of yes. those men come more into balance. And by balance, what I mean is that when the situation calls for vulnerability, that that is, can show up. And that when this calls for a boundary, that that can show up because I'm imagining that for a man who's only has access to his warrior archetype, there is no room for vulnerability. He doesn't know how to do it. It's not possible. And that's very limiting in something like his relationship or even his relationship with his um, son or daughter as it is because vulnerability is important as a parent, not just as in a relationship and on the yeah. flip side, the guy that only has access to his lover, if you can't set a boundary, you're not going to have a healthy romantic relationship and also your parenting would be limited, I'm guessing. So is, yes, that, exactly. is that about right, that it's more about access, not that you're constantly yeah. in perfect balance?
0: Oh, exactly right. Okay. You know, Obviously, it's not like every situation calls for an expression of the warrior or the lover. I mean, it's it, they're all latent potentials that Mm -hmm. form uh, a wholeness of being so that we can feel safe and secure in the world right yeah if if i if i don't know how to access my power at all then i will feel incredibly vulnerable uh, in pretty much every aspect of my life and typically i will be super sensitive to criticism because every every display of some sort of an assertive or aggressive energy, I will, I will have so, you know, I'm have completely disconnected from this quality inside of me. So, so outside of me, it's super threatening.
1: Mm. And it's, this,
0: it's, it's the same with, uh, uh, with, with uh, the sort of the vulnerability, you know, it's this, this, in the traditional machismo culture, you know, oh, don't be a fag, you know, and mm-hmm. basically that means don't cry, don't be vulnerable, don't ask for help, you know, yeah. that kind of a thing yeah and and so what what i found is um that if if i'm going to be in a functional relationship with a woman then i need to have both of those yes in in a healthy way inside of me obviously the king and the magician need to be there as well though i'm particularly interested in this arc because it is the arc of what I like, the, the the polarity and intimacy, you know?
1: Yeah, that duality. And so when yeah. you're working with a man who has more, m- much more access to his lover that he doesn't yeah. have as much access to his warrior, his power, his no, his, you know, all of that, how do you work with that man?
0: Well, he can be challenging to work with, uh, but uh, it, it tends to be a process over time. Mm -hmm. where first of all, he needs typically needs to start trusting men more Mm -hmm. because, because guys who have disowned their inner warrior, they typically have uh, this, you know, um, the patriarchy has burned down the world. And now I'm trying as much as I can to be uh, more like women because they're lovely and and, and sweet. Mm -hmm. And I'm caricaturing that a little bit because I I would say it is a caricature. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, that is a very, very limited perspective on what men and women have done in history. Yeah. Uh, and, so, and so that would be the first for, for this man to start sinking into the brotherhood of, mm-hmm. of the journey and, and starting to realize that, holy crap, these men are being real with one another and they're fierce in one moment, they're angry in another then they're vulnerable and in despair and asking for help and being a little boy Mm. and everything is welcome here. And, and, and I don't see much judgment. I'm beginning to think that men are different than I thought they were. Mm -hmm. So. so that's the first step to, to decondition the scripts of what masculinity is. that yeah. Almost everyone runs inside of them. And unfortunately, those scripts, I would say, particularly in the United States, yeah. they seem to have been more connected with this lonesome cowboy ideal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so then building trust over time and then starting to take on the addictions Mm-hmm. to 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 challenge the man to you know okay so you're struggling with your life here you know you're just you're just floating around and you're not seem you're not getting a lot of stuff done it seems mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. look at how you're spending your life force what are your addictions? Let's start working with them. That requires a warrior discipline of sorts to start looking at addictions.
1: And when you're and, talking about addictions, you're not necessarily talking about drugs and alcohol. You might be talking about pornography or television or,
0: or okay games,
1: video games. Okay. Yep. It
0: can, can be so many things just like physical tics, like mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know, just tapping your foot incessantly towards the floor, just like throwing away life force in every way that you can. Because typically we, you know, the the addictive tendencies tends to come in as a defensive mechanism against feeling what is really there.
1: Mm, Right. Right. And
0: and what is typically there in a man who doesn't own his warrior is rage.
1: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm.
0: He is so angry. And he's so terrified of his anger that he's he's he is using all of the tools in his toolbox to shut it down yeah and if you look if you look at the guys who, for instance, commit these um uh, school shooting massacres mm-hmm. in uh, in the United States, yeah, they're typically guys who were never seen angry or assertive or in some sort of a vigorous display of life force previously. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden their rage just explodes into the world.
1: Yeah. So when you're working with that, that kind of man, it's almost like there's a fire hose of rage and it's sort of being expressed through these addictions so that it, it's tamped down yeah. that it isn't expressed. Yeah. When you're working with those men and you actually get to that, that rage, how do you how do you work with that i'm curious
0: that is very individual uh, sometimes yeah. sometimes we on the team in, uh, in a in a reclaiming unitron training for instance I, I i do other work as well so i might i might take a man through it through the process work that i facilitate in in workshop settings mm-hmm. but let's say that we're let's say that we're in reclaiming thrown right now and 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 what typically happens is that a guy like that he he's not trusted by other men,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that and that starts to show up in the group,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the, and increasingly the group becomes a mirror to him, and also he might find that other men in the group that he found some similarities with make a leap of faith into trusting uh, his masculine warrior more. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, if he can do it, then, oh, maybe, you know, so there's, there are so many forces at play in a group situation like that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it can be to call a man on his blatant hypocrisy.
1: Okay. (laughs) What would that look like?
0: (laughs) Well, on some occasions, uh, we typically have a couple of guys Uh, on each round that just thinks that men are creeps and that they haven't done nothing but hurt people since the beginning of mankind. Mm -hmm. And, and now they're just convinced that men are subhuman perpetrators Mm -hmm. and they're, and they're working hard to, to, to not be like that. And to also, yeah. Yeah. uh, And then, And then uh, bit by bit, we'll just feed it back to them. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So you, you, you hate men. Okay. You want them to suffer. Okay. So you, you, you really think you're better than them. Yeah. Okay. So what else? Uh, What else is, uh, is hiding in you in relationship to men, you know? And then there is this, uh, dragon of, uh, judgment and rage that mm-hmm. sometimes gets revealed and it's often connected to a dad that didn't see them or yeah you, you know may, maybe an actual abusive situation by him by a man yeah or seeing seeing a man abuse others you know I mean men do a lot of horrible things yeah make no mistake yeah but, the, but that's that's the that's that's the the, the paradigm shift that needs to happen in them it's like oh yes so you're just like them yeah you are just like like them
1: like that disowned part becomes recognized like wow that's in me too yeah and it doesn't mean that i have to be abusive but it's sort of maybe coming to terms with like i have that power and that rage in me as
0: well yeah yeah when a man doesn't own that power and i would say that for a woman as well uh then i would say he becomes abusive by default mm. because if you don't have a conscious relationship to your power your power owns you and not the other way around that's interesting
1: when you when you do work with these these kinds of men who are reclaiming their power um mm. what what do you find happens because you work with men over time, so you get to see full transformation, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, right?
0: Yeah, we tend to see dramatic uh, shifts. In the when,
1: you, when you work with this man who's starting to own his power and making that shift to, to claiming that again, what, what do you see happens in terms of his relationships with women? How does that transform? What's the before and the after?
0: Well, before he might be unfaithful a lot okay and and after he's not
1: okay what about guys who i'm guessing if if you have no access to your warrior are you getting a lot of dates are you dating frequently what you know are you successful with women
0: i I don't yeah it's i'm confused by dating culture these days Uh, (laughs) it it just seems like everything is just falling apart to be honest okay um so I don't know. To me, it seems like a lot of people are dating these days to have a transactional exchange of sexual services, and that right. You, right. you huh?
1: Well, I guess what I'm asking is, have you noticed in the work with these men who are who have disowned that part of themselves, what? Do you, or maybe you don't know this, but I'm wondering what are, what are their relationships with women like before they own their power when they're still like basically trying to be, um, I don't know what the word is, like a, a, a non-threatening man. What is what is that impact yeah. on the feminine? And then once they do start owning their power more, what is the impact on the feminine? If you can speak to that.
0: Well, obviously mature women, women that actually have their shit together and are actually contributing to the world in any considerable way, they would prefer a man like that. Uh, though there are many women who don't prefer a woman, man like that because he can't be controlled so easily. And they you, when would you like say a man like that, you
1: be, mean a man in his power?
0: Yes, a man yeah. who knows what he stands for, who doesn't take shit just like that, Yeah, who who's out there in the world, you know, paving away, paving the way for his own gifts. And a guy like that, who's like a force to be reckoned with, he's not going to stand there and take the shit of some needy, immature woman all day long. Mm-hmm. So he would want like a, a proper, mature, self-assured woman, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and so that's what I mean, a, a man who's... Um, who is looking to be in a relationship with a woman like that will obviously have greater success. Yeah. Though I think that he will be less sexy or be less appealing to the women who are just wanting a a weak man because that's Mm -hmm. comfortable to them, you know? And I think a lot of women these days are looking for weak men because they can control them very easily.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. What do you think, think? I think it comes back to what we were saying about being, a woman who's in her masculine versus a man. I agree. Right. I agree. What I've noticed in my work with men is that as, as a man, like what we pointed to of as a man does men's work and comes into his own power more and starts to own his darkness and be okay with it, own his sexuality and be okay with it start limiting the addictions, all of that stuff, the personal growth work. I've noticed that as that man grows in that way, the women he attracts become different. So I've seen that I work with. Yeah. That that in the beginning for much of their lives, they had been attracting women in their masculine, some of whom were abusive and not in in healthy relationships. And then as they own their power, as they do the work, as they go through the transformation, then they start to attract women who are in their feminine more and have more range and take more responsibility. So there's almost like a magical alchemy that can happen where as a man steps into his masculine more and owns all parts of himself, he starts to attract women who own all parts of themselves and can be in their feminine more. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like a virtuous cycle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And for me, what I'm realizing in my relationship, it's always a process. It's not, there's no final destination where everything is like owned and then yeah, everything is yeah. owned in her. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, unless I'm particularly deluded in this aspect, it's always a struggle in some way to, to navigate these challenging waters of intimacy. Sometimes it's just so endlessly sweet
1: Mm-hmm. she's
0: in her feminine and trusting me with every fiber of her being, you know, and I feel so polarized and I feel strong. And I'm like, yeah, baby, let's do it, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> and then I do something like a tiny little thing. And all of a sudden I'm like, I've fallen from grace, you know, and mm-hmm. she feels like she feels like she needs to take responsibility now for, for whatever reason, you know? And I'm like, Oh, I feel Threaten, uh, Mm -hmm. maybe all of a sudden I'm, I don't know, a young boy, or I'm really Mm -hmm. struggling, you know, hanging, hanging on to my manhood for dear life, you know, (laughs) like I'm not going to let go. Don't turn me into a five-year-old, you know. (laughs) So I mean, (laughs) this this happens all the time, right? Yeah, and uh, and I (laughs) and I think uh, that certainly. This this process that we're talking about of a woman letting go more to the man, like relaxing into her feminine and trusting the man more. It's a process, and mm-hmm. and, and one thing is a man wanting that, and another thing is a man deserving that.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I can say I I I will surrender to a man's leadership, and I will trust him to hold me. If, if I trust him to hold me, if I trust that he has yeah. that, that capacity, I'm happy yeah. to surrender. But if I can feel that he doesn't, he doesn't have me, like he's not going to be able to hold that space. I'm not going to surrender. And that's, yeah. yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that in future episodes. Cause I think, um, that's something that, you know, no matter how much a woman is in her feminine, if the man hasn't developed that capacity in himself, you know, it's just not, it's just not going to happen. It's not, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to trust someone that isn't trustworthy. If, if that makes right. sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh, this topic of trust is so deep.
1: <laughs> it really is. That's definitely like a whole other episode.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. I feel
0: like I could speak about it for hours right now.
1: <laughs> Yeah, well, so we're going to start to wrap up, um, and I'm just wondering yeah. if you could say a little bit more about what you're up to and your the training. You you talked a little bit about it, but what what are you up to, and how can people find you?
0: Right. Well, my main work for a long time has been reclaiming a throne, and that is uh, three month men's initiation. Uh, powerful work. We really go deep with these guys and. Mm And like most trainings out there, we stay with them throughout thick and thin for all of those three months. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so it's, it's really a bonding experience where every day we're in contact and uh, we're transmitting a new way of being a man in the world to the best of our ability. Mm. And we take them, we take them on a process of uh, death and rebirth is basically how I see it Mm -hmm. to, facing facing their demons you know there's it's it's scary for a guy who has still got some of this traditional masculine conditioning to to just pause and say fuck I I don't know I'm I'm a bit messed up here I need help and and yeah we don't want to do that so much as men but then some some people are brave enough to do that and so we we really do that right and yeah and and we we dig for the gold and we find it typically and Yeah.
1: Um, and there's a ton of gifts on the other side of that is there's like a you prize. bet
0: yeah. you bet there is Yeah. you bet so many so that's called reclaim your throne. and uh And is that an
1: in-person a- workshop or how does that work?
0: No, it's uh we found that uh, we can uh, do this work online and so okay. we do that. We do two calls uh, a week and then we have WhatsApp groups and forums mm-hmm. and triads and so it's very interactive, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, then we have a community. So uh, we meet in some places in the world uh, for retreats and stuff afterwards. Mm-hmm. So so that's uh, that's always fun. Though the training itself is actually one hundred percent online. Okay, and uh, and, it, can,
1: and we will drop that link in the show notes. So you do individual stuff too.
0: I do one-on-one work. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. So as we wrap up here, in terms of um, a takeaway or one thing that a man could do today to kind of help integrate these two energies, what, what advice would you give that man?
0: To, to integrate, you mean masculine, feminine, warrior, lover? Yeah. Um, right. Wow, that's a, that's a big question. <laughs> one practice to integrate warrior and lover. I don't know if I, I can give one practice to do that, but I, I, I know that absolutely key to the process is getting really clear with how you run your life force, mm. which means that sitting down, and mapping out all of the ways that you consciously or unconsciously throw your life force away by chasing superficial, hollow pleasures mm-hmm. in the form of addiction to use to use uh, habits, bad habits, to prop up a failing self-image, to be uh, a creature of habit,
1: mm-hmm. to,
0: to be. I, I consider addictions to be the way of the machine you know when, mm-hmm. when we become addicted we become more like a computer and less like a human being
1: hmm. so it sounds like doing an audit of where am I spending my attention and energy
0: yes how many and hours as- am I
1: spending on pornography or video games or television or work or just hmm. where am I spending my attention and energy basically
0: and then, if you want to take it further to set aside time or maybe set aside a, a week or a month even to really disengaging from many, if not all of these addictions, which is fierce and sometimes horrifying work <laughs> though, though yeah yeah you know we're not kidding around here this is yeah. life right and 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 if if we want to live it properly we can't we can't be in this this habit world so so um so that is really at the core of my challenge to the listeners is okay so start to take away some of these artificial props and see what comes up Mm -hmm. because what comes up is typically that part of the spectrum that you haven't been willing to feel so nice guys will start feeling rage and you know martial guys will start feeling grief Uh and and like and that kind of thing. So that's yeah. that's typically the yeah. first go to practice.
1: Yeah, and I would also just add to that that if you if you are going to consider doing something like that, that you have some support in place. Because sometimes when we stop our addictions, then these intense feelings come up, and it's good to have some support to help hold that for you. Yeah,
0: yeah. Here's one concrete addiction for the next week. Whenever you listen to this. Go on Facebook only once a day maximum and don't spend more than 30 minutes there.
1: It's a, <laughs> I like that. It's a si-
0: simple and easy challenge that anyone can take on, but you might actually find it challenging.
1: Facebook free challenge.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> All right. Great. Um, thank you so much, Ivan. That was a really rich episode. I feel like we covered a lot of good stuff. Thank you for sharing everything and for the work that you do in the world. Mm. Um, Thank you. We will be back next week with another episode, and I will um, we can drop in the end notes here. Up another episode of Dear Men. Thank you for listening. If you want to reach out, we would love to hear from you. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Dear Men Podcast. That's at Dear Men Podcast or Facebook, we have a group, Dear Men Podcast. We also have an email address, dearmenpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the Big Sexy Dataset, the community of people who regularly respond to the surveys that we talk about on this podcast, just email us at that address, dearmenpodcast at gmail.com, and we will set you up. Have a sexy day.